everyone you're tuning into luminosity thank you for clicking play uh if you're here for the first time welcome and if you're here for another episode kevin and i are so thankful you clicked play uh wherever you're tuning in if you did hear the last episode uh that we did together it was on the ego And so Kevin and I decided that this one should very well be on self-awareness, which Kevin so thoughtfully broke down uh, different levels of consciousness and also uh, the id, ego, and superego, things that we'll talk about today and how they all relate to our mental health. But more importantly, uh, Kevin, you know, I think is so interesting. A lot of times we're asking questions just to each other about what we're going to talk about. But instead, uh, how are you feeling? So it's June 3rd. Uh, as we're recording this, I'm not sure when it's going out. Candidly, friends, listen, it's just the nature of podcasting. Kevin and I, uh, maybe we're talking to you on the day that you're listening to this, or, you know, but for us, it's June 3rd and it's a Saturday at 425 Eastern. Uh, but Kevin, just in general, as it relates to consciousness for you, I mean, how are you feeling? Where's your headspace at? What's going on in your life? Great question. Man, today is a, today's turning out to be an all right day. I can't lie. You know, I was, I took a walk with my dog yesterday and I just had this epiphany. I was like, wow, today is a really great day. And it was just so cool because I hadn't been having the best of days the past week. Uh, I've just been stressed with a lot of stuff. But I so I remember we were supposed to record an episode yesterday and then you were busy with some things and you were like, hey, Kev, could we reschedule this? And I was like, yeah, of course. Um, and then I also had another thing on my docket that also got canceled because the person I was working with got sick. So I ended up having a free day and I was like, well, I had two things planned, but, you know, they didn't work out. So I'm just left with, you know, a free day. I can do whatever I want. So I took this walk with my dog and just not having anything to do and just taking in this beautiful sunny day with my dog you know, laughing. Well, I wasn't laughing. That sounds like more like a, like some kind of cheesy movie. Like but movie. I was laughing Marley in my head. Marley and me part two. <laughs> my dog was laughing. Like he, he gets, this, I can tell when he's happy, he gets this like crazy smile cheek to cheek. And that's when I know he, he would be laughing if he were a human. I, I, I sort of personify him in that way, but he's mm. like my world. I, I love that dog so much. This episode of the Luminosity Podcast is brought to you by Happy Things, one very special app that provides you with daily activities to increase your happiness. Yes, that's right. The one thing we all strive for yet sometimes need some help finding, right? Well, Kevin and I got you covered today when I share more about Happy Things with you in the middle of this episode. For now, feel free to download the Happy Things app in your app store and grab that seven-day free trial and test it out yourself. I'll share more about what this amazing brand is up to here in just a little bit. So thank you for clicking play wherever you're listening right here on the Luminosity Podcast. But no, I just had this epiphany that everything is going really well today and I have no stresses and I'm just grateful for that. I was still being mindful, you know, like I, you know how we've talked about in previous episodes where, you know, today's a great day, but there's also a lot of other stuff on my mind and I'm, uh, yeah, for sure. So as not to be so black and white, um, so, but I, I practiced that yesterday and it felt really good. Mm. And today, all of this to say, today is turning out to be another one of those days where, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful to be alive, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a good day. Um, in other news, a neighbor of mine, a neighbor of mine, I live in this, uh, this apartment building in LA. Uh, it's like a really old 1920s Spanish revival apartment building. <laughs> um, <laughs> Justin knows all about it. He's been here. Um, but like my apartment is my building is such a community of people. Uh, we're all just like 
I'm really grateful that I have that community. I can step out of my unit and be in the lobby of the building. Um, and there's like, you know, groups of people conversing at any given time. Um, it's very New York in that way, which Justin can attest to. He's seen it. But it was interesting. Uh, the fire department was was here today uh, because a, a neighbor of mine had a seizure. So that was pretty scary. And so some of us were like gathered in the lobby, like checking out, see, is she okay? And, but she she seemed to be okay. And But, you know, just proof, like not every day is going to be a good day for her. Obviously, a bad day. Um, I Did I ever tell you the time? I don't know if listeners know about this. Not to get too tangential here, but did I ever tell you the time, Justin, that I um, had to be escorted off a plane for a medical emergency? Of course. I called you two days after it happened. So Kevin yeah. was, yeah, you know, you had a whole episode on an airplane. It was insane. Yeah, it was so crazy. So I was on this flight. Um, I was going to Jackson Hole, Wyoming on a ski trip. And I was so excited about it. I had had, a, it was 2022, that really tough year that I had had. And I was like, I'm going to do something for myself. I'm going to take this ski trip and just get up on the mountains and, and shred some gnar. <laughs> and so I, I booked this flight to Jackson Hole and had this hotel. Kelby and I are flying there. Uh, we have a like a layover in Salt Lake. And then that flight from Salt Lake to Jackson Hole, it was only like 45 minutes. Um, but I don't know if it was something with the altitude where the more you kind of get closer to Jackson Hole and up in the mountains there, like you end up flying higher than you would on like a normal flight, I guess, for like a short period of time. So then the amount of time that it takes for you to like actually come from cruising altitude to the airport is less. Like I was so surprised the captain was like, you know, we're at cruising altitude and then we're going to be landing in 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden we were on the ground and it was like the quickest time ever that I had experienced going from cruising altitude uh, to actually landing. And I don't know if it did something to my body or something, that altitude, but I just remember getting this tingling sensation in my stomach at, right after we had landed. And it was like the worst stomach ache I have ever had in my life. I, someone might as well have been like shoving a knife into my stomach. That's how bad it was. And I turned to Kelby. I'm like, Kelby, I, I think I'm going to pass out this pain. I have this horrible pain and it, it's so painful. I think I'm going to pass out. And she's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. And um, the next thing I remember, I just woke up. I was coming to, and there was like a medical team surrounded um, at my seat, and they had like a stretcher, um, and people were like being escorted off the plane so that I could get put into this ambulance. And um, yeah, they I went into the ambulance, and and they said it was just syncope and they thought it was related to change in rapid change in altitude that my body just couldn't handle it i don't know what happened i was totally fine after that um still enjoyed the vacation um but yeah that was a bad day and, and sorry that that was definitely a tangent of, of talking about such the fire an interesting story here. well i thought i would share into, it we're going into consciousness and self-awareness i think it's very healthy to kind of identify not just good and bad days but i mean your environments that you're in, even like your building. It's funny. Our buildings look exactly the same. Mine is in Manhattan. Yours is in LA. And they're both very old school, crazy enough. Just to give a, a quick thought to what you were saying earlier, there was a guy having a heart attack yesterday here in Sag Harbor at this place called Cromer's Market on the side oh of the street. Oh my God. My thought was exactly like yours. I go, holy moly. Like you just don't know. And the guy was just shopping for like right. bread and chicken in the store. 
I remember Crazy. seeing him. And so anyway, yeah, these things happen to people. And I think it's important for us to realize, I mean, to get, to be honest with you, I mean, I've heard all your stories. I've had my own versions of whatever these breakdowns or episodes look like. They're just, they haven't been as extreme as Kevin's uh, in, in some respect. And I just know that when you share that, it's helping us become a lot more self-aware uh, as to how we are, listen, how we're living our day-to-days, you know, and that's like a 16 hour for some folks, maybe longer for some others, but it is very important to kind of control what's happening in your head and, and within your own environments. Um, easier said than done, of course, which is why we're doing this podcast. Uh, right before we clicked record, I go, you know, I was having difficulties with this microphone and I just was so aware that I was getting agitated. I have a friend here named Jared and I was like, Jared, I need you to help me with this mic thing. I can't do it. And not that I can't, I just couldn't take time to figure it out. You know what I mean? But even that little agitated moment was me being aware, like, oh gosh, I'm getting agitated. What would I have done yeah. on a normal day if we weren't recording this podcast? I would have walked outside and like taken a break for an hour or two. Uh, you know, I don't have rig Rigsby, which is, you know, I wish. But uh, you know, it's it's healthy. I think it's very healthy to just be in tune day in and day out. Cause the only time that we're not that conscious is when we're sleeping. And we'll go into that later this season too, you know? And so when you are awake and conscious, it is very, very, very um important for you to I mean, you don't have to overthink. That's something we should also talk about here in a moment. You should never overthink too much that it kind of gives you anxiety, you know, or or severe depression in that respect. But you should be aware enough to know like, okay, well, I'm agitated. Or it's just like knowing when you're hungry and sleepy. I really appreciate you tying it back to my story on the plane to this episode, which is, you know, self-awareness and kind of mentioning how that is a level of consciousness. Like essentially what happened to me on that plane was I passed out and I was unconscious. Um, and it was the, in a way, like it sucked that that happened to me and I like had a headache afterwards and it, you know, it sucked for a little bit, but yeah, I thought at the same time that it was really cool. Cause I've always been fascinated about levels of consciousness. So I was like, like Kelly was telling me about how long I was out and unconscious and like this stuff that happened on the plane when I was unconscious that I have no recollection of. Right. Um, the human and- body is, is really interesting yeah you know the more you and i talk about these things and talk to other folks in the space or just talk to strangers about their experiences i almost feel like every single one of us are superhuman because there's no way in hell that like most people can pass out wake back up and be fully fine or we have cancer survivors as friends or you know someone falls off a cliff doesn't break anything there's so many things that we're like whoa how is that even possible? Which is why we should take even more ownership uh, or, or find more value, right? In having nice day to days. And it doesn't have to be the best day of your life, but I think you should always try to find um, the silver lining in the day and just be like, yeah, today wasn't a great day, but uh, it was a good one. And here's why. You know what I mean? Like gratitude plays into a lot of that. I agree with you. I, I think the human body is a little bit of a, a superhuman machine. Um, because I think essentially what, why I passed out on that plane was, uh, again, my guess was it was the altitude, but it was almost like my body was saying, whoa, a rapid a rapid change in altitude just happened. Something is out of whack internally in your system. I'm going to send all this blood flow to your stomach so that you pass out and I can wow. reset. It was almost like like this autonomous Listening to your body, to right? Right. And I thought That's... that was really cool. Like, yeah. It was just, it, it's... The different levels of consciousness fascinate me, and I am as much fascinated by the humans, the human body's capacity to be fully unconscious 
as sure. it is to be conscious, if that makes sense. And then how um, do we, from a mental perspective, even navigate that day in and day out? You know what I mean? Right. And what does that say about self-awareness? Like, you know, there's got to be uh, self-awareness has got to be a multifaceted thing, too. Just like there are different levels of consciousness, like conscious, subconscious, um, pre-conscious, unconscious, sure. you know? Like self-awareness must be multifaceted in that way, too, where there's stuff we are aware of actively at any given time. Then there's stuff that we might be slightly aware of in our subconscious, but it hasn't really surfaced yet. And then stuff that is there, but it's just totally unconscious. Do you remember the idea of the superego, as Freud calls it? Yeah. Do you remember um, there was a video on YouTube back in grade school that maybe or maybe even in college. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was high school uh, that folks would play teachers would play for their students where there was like a, a basketball you know a, a basketball team dribbling somewhere it looked like under a bridge at like an outdoor basketball court and uh, there was a monkey that passed by dancing but it would t- the teacher told you to pay attention to the basketball the entire time who was it getting passed to how many times was it getting passed and the questions got more intense so it's like all right well count how many times the basketball gets passed around and you did that's all you would focus on Long behold, when she replayed the video, she was like, did you guys not notice the black monkey dancing in the background in a suit? And so it's trippy. And so you are, I always tell folks, and not even from an experienced standpoint, uh, you are what you focus on. And it's insane. But I think we're living in a time, we talked about this in episode two, where social media is a great example of where, you know, you are what you focus on on social media. And if you're focused on the you know good look and fitness trainer and the person with the expensive car in Miami Beach like you know the, of course you're going to feel more self-conscious right or you're going to feel like you want those things or desire to be sexy like them or whatever that might be that's just a very small example but uh if you don't have the social media on and you're focused on like i don't know a water bottle and like taking a nice drink and breathing the water bottle on a walk around your neighborhood i don't know your mental health i think would be uh, much uh in in a much healthier place absolutely yeah it's kind of cool like what we focus on i think have you ever um have you ever been to the ripley's believe it or not museum oh yeah a lot of that tennessee a lot of what you're talking about like the whole the monkey passing through like the the basketball players you got to focus on the basketball they have weird like trippy stuff like that at the ripley's believe it or not museum and that's what it made me think of where uh, some of the exhibits, like their mind games, like that, like if you, it's hard to explain, but well, I think that's a, a cool... good point. There's a lot of things that in life we're not trying to experience that kind of challenge our minds. You know, yes. most of the time, okay, maybe someone's challenging their mind by working on a specific project, or if Jared's helping me fix my crazy podcast mic stand, like. Sure. I I think that is a project and it, and you know, it helps with your brain somehow, but I feel like there's different types of um, challenges your brain should be able to go through to help with your, maybe your consciousness or your self-awareness, you know, like going into a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum, seeing things you've never seen before, and then just learning more things or being inspired in a certain way. You know, all I'm saying here is like, I think we should try to be better at not being so mundane. I am at fault for that. I'm really guilty of just like, you know, my friends were like yesterday, we should go to Montauk. And I was like, I don't want to. I just want to go home and drink a glass of wine. And I was like, oh, well, nothing, nothing was exciting about that. You know what I mean? And as opposed to like going to a new place, getting a new experience under my belt. Mind you, and this is to anybody listening to and Kevin, you know, 
maybe I'm just a little bit tired of doing that stuff, right? Like there's a whole nother rabbit hole I could go down. But anyway, uh, I guess, I mean, think of consciousness as a whole. When you started thinking about how you wanted to cultivate this episode, um, was it the levels of awareness that kind of spiked it where you were like, huh, am I so aware if I'm only so conscious? You know what I mean? That's my question to you. Well, I think I mentioned to you before we started recording. So listener, I I had a conversation with Justin before we hit record. But basically, we had this idea of including mindfulness in the episode on self-awareness because it kind of seems like that would fit perfectly. But the more I thought about it, mindfulness seems like a different thing entirely. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to just focus on awareness itself and what does that mean and the thing i kept coming back to was consciousness because you can't really be aware without the the basic the basic nature of awareness itself which is consciousness mm. and i thought that is so cool like at one of the most in in essence consciousness is like a controversial topic right because huh. it's poorly defined in a way and you could ask the smartest people in the world to define consciousness and no one will be able to give you a correct definitive answer meaning that we have a general idea of what it is and we have a scientific understanding to the best of our ability but consciousness transcends the ability to be defined by science in my opinion Mm. Um, and and by a, a simple definition because it is so complex and it is the not only the the base of all awareness that a human being experiences but there's essentially no universe itself or nothing to be experienced without it so i thought what could be more compelling than just going down the rabbit hole of consciousness itself which led me to ask you this first question which is Justin, what what is consciousness to you? Mm. I mean, not by definition, because I did include a definition in our in our outline here, but without looking at it, I want to hear like, what <laughs> you like in school. I, wanna I hear- was about to look at it. I was like, yeah, you're right. All right. Let no, me no, I knew you would too. I want to hear your personal, like without hearing another opinion of of what this super complex idea is, I want to know what you, Justin Crawford, would define consciousness as. I would define consciousness as a state in which you and your mind, right? Your mind and your body are connected in a way so intentionally, this is the longest definition ever, so intentionally connected, your mind and body are so connected that you you can be so particular with how you're making decisions and moving around your own world. I think that's what consciousness is. So it's almost like you're saying consciousness informs the inner workings of the mind, like judgment, cognition, things like that. Decision making. Right. I think you can't do any of those things without being conscious. I almost want to say like simply consciousness to me means you're alive and thinking. Right. (laughs) And I think, of course, there's a definition here, listener, and an argument to be made. Well, of course, you can do those things. You can't do those things unless you're conscious, because otherwise you're just passed out and unconscious and not awake. But if you can see beyond that sort of um, that little anomaly in the definition, I think we're talking about more the idea of consciousness and, you know, how how the quality of being aware and and what consciousness, you know, sort of uh, gives a human being how that affects things like decision-making, intelligence, stuff like that. Um, 
for me, I would say that consciousness is awareness of of self existence, or let me rephrase that: awareness of existence of the self, and awareness of the existence of the outside world. Meaning that, in simplest terms, consciousness provides a perspective and a basic awareness that I exist, kind of like I think, therefore I am. And on top of that, consciousness is... See, it's tough, man. I'm like trying to formulate it in my head. Do you think because it's, too? Yeah, I love. It's, it's the awareness that it's the awareness that um, that the outside world exists as well. That those are two separate mm-hmm. entities. That that the self and the outside world are two separate entities. That's how I would say it. When do you think the first time as babies we are aware that we're conscious i mean that's a little backwards because remember you said that like in in most cases you probably don't have awareness until you recognize that you're fully conscious but i almost think that the opposite has to happen first now because if i'm two years old or i have enough brain you know i don't i don't know my brain is developed enough for me to realize aka be aware of the fact that i'm just conscious and alive And I bring that up because there's been many moments, not just in my life, but for many of us, where now, I mean, you say mindfulness has to be a whole other category. Yeah, because it's a newer term. You know, it's something that we're all still trying to figure out, just like meditation, just like better, uh, sorry, um, just like taking care of yourself, right? Personal development, things like that. Yoga, I don't know. We're all still developing these things. Uh, But I wonder when we were children, I mean, did you ever have an awe moment where you're like, I'm a human? It's funny you should mention that. Um, all right, I'm going to do a little, it's not really a story, but a little bit of an anecdote. Today, this morning, I received a text from my mother who happened to stumble upon a video of me as like a two or three-year-old child, like barely walking, but I you know, I was walking. Um, I, I would have guessed I was two. And my my grandpa is uh, in a polka band of all things. <laughs> he's uh, he's Polish and and he's uh, he does it for fun. He's done it for like three decades, four decades, and he would always play polka music for me uh, as a as a baby, and you know dance around the house. They're actually living they live in Long Island, uh, so not far from where you're at, Justin. Yeah. Um, and my mom sent this video of me as a kid, as a baby, dancing to this polka music, and I had this realization. I was like wow, that's me, that same little body, you know, um, 24, 25 years ago, but I have no memory of this. And I tried, I I viscerally tried to place my mind in the mind of that kid Mm. in that surrounding, and I couldn't do it because the truth is I don't have, I didn't have the conscious awareness or the capacity for the kind of consciousness that would, but if you memory. saw yourself at a video yesterday, wouldn't it be the same thing? Well, I no, like- because I think it would be different because I'd be like, oh, I I, rem- I at least remember taking this video. Sure. Or I remember like a general idea of where I was or who I was with. Even, you know, if I took a video when I was 13, 14, because that part of consciousness that can form memory is there. And that's what it is. Into, it's me- I think it's memory. It is. Memory is, is the 
um, the exception to some of these levels of consciousness that the only, from my understanding, the only level of consciousness that allows for memory is to be fully conscious or, or to essentially obtain an ego as Freud calls it, I think. So the id, it actually, I'll jump into that now, but the id is a level of consciousness or at least of like the, the human ego or personality um, that is the most basic and primal part of our uh, essentially personality or our, our ego. So simply defined, the id is what drives our needs and desires. That's the definition that I was able to find. So the id, I believe, is the only part of the human personality that is present at birth. So as a kid dancing to that polka music and, yep. you know, like my mom taking that video, my id was the only thing present and the id can't form memory. Got it. Right. So that would explain why I don't remember it because memory doesn't form until age five when the super ego comes into play, according to what I have here. Wow. Um, so just kind of going back to what you were saying, which is there are different levels of of consciousness and awareness that Sigmund Freud, who we're going to mention a lot in this episode, because I think he was right on par with with, um, you know, what this whole idea is. There are different levels uh, that come into play and and. There are different facets of the human personality and the ego itself and awareness that um, the id would have been the only thing present there in that video. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? It makes total sense. I, I think it begs the question too, as to like, are we all developing these levels of consciousness? And if so, does it look the same for everyone? Probably not, but it's like kind of going into your own individual experiences now. But if we all think to ourselves, okay, well at, age five, I'm sure I was this conscious at age 10, I was this conscious, but you're right. It's, it's such a, a great term. I mean, I haven't even asked anyone my entire life what consciousness was. I mean, are you awake or dead, right? Are you sleeping? Or are you like half asleep? I don't know. I mean, that's just kind of, but then it, to, to your experience on the airplane, you, you have to listen to your body as well. I mean, I've been exhausted for three months and it's just now that I'm getting back to my better sleep patterns. And that's just a minor detail, but like, I think, I wasn't listening to my body. I was subconsciously, if we can go into that category, I was literally subconsciously living my life. And I was very spiritually and med mentally in tune with certain things. But I think on the day-to-day, -day, my body has finally gotten to a place where he was like, listen, dude, it's not sustainable. And you're going to like hurt yourself somehow, you know, whether or not you get sick or just like, you know, whatever. And I used that word subconscious so many times because, okay, another quick example. And then I want Kevin's smart brain. I always say him and I split a brain on this podcast. I can say certain things that are probably a little bit more socially, whatever, whatever. And then Kevin can supplement. Kevin says one thing and then I can supplement. You know what I mean? But subconsciously, I was in the gym probably the last six months. I've always worked out by myself unless I'm with friends in their fitness classes. Even in those fitness classes, I'm subconsciously going to the same class, doing the same exact thing. I think I picked this up from being in New York City. And 
it's interesting because today I took a class with a friend Meredith and she's a coach out here in the Hamptons. And she just kind of like, it was such a different, I had to really focus. I was like, what are you doing with your leg? And my abs hurt, you know? And so then I went to the gym after her class and I realized that I have not been paying attention to the, to anything. I'm subconsciously working out every morning. So of course I'm not seeing the results I want. You know what I mean? I've just been blindly doing so not a bad thing, but I, I tie subconscious to autopilot and I want your thoughts. Yeah. I you know what is a good example of the subconscious mind in action? Have you ever been driving and then you like dissociate and somehow you like come to like 5 minutes later and you somehow made it from point A to point B but you have no memory of actually driving that time? That to me is the subconscious where the subconscious can actually operate in the same capacity as the conscious mind but we are not as aware of the subconscious mind when it is working that's scary right oh it's actually it's like frightening kevin i know it is it's i mean who would have thought that like consciousness had all these different levels you know or awareness um i wanted to ask you like i want to get super existential because i love getting existential i should have been um either a philosopher or an astrophysicist in a, in a previous life. <laughs> hey, you still have um, an opportunity. If I, yeah, right. Maybe I'll just, if it weren't for my acting career. Um, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I do have a passion for that stuff. Um, and so I wanted to ask you, consciousness being as um, mysterious as it is, where do you think it comes from? Hey, it's Justin. And I said, I'd be back with our sponsor, Happy Things on this episode, right? Listen, it might be something you haven't yet looked at recently, but there's no doubt that happiness is a multidimensional thing and is a skill that can be practiced just like anything in life. You wouldn't think there would be a whole brand and app dedicated to this, but that's why Kevin and I had to introduce you to them today on this podcast. They have 100 plus science-based activities designed to help users practice happiness. Combining all elements of well-being, such as stress levels, self-love, relationships, and so much more. You can track your happiness score using weekly check-ins, journal entries, and other things too on the app. I'm sure you guys have realized by now, but Luminosity was built on a positive and optimistic baseline when it comes to mental health. And we have seen how directly connected that is to happiness and creating the happiest life for yourself. Happy Things provides a diverse experience with activities ranging from multiple elements of happiness. The app activities cover areas such as relationships, gratitude, acts of kindness, physical well-being, stress relief, and so much more. And it's been scientifically proven and backed by results from former users, all of which say their experience using the app is second to none. It's all about small actions when creating greater happiness with Happy Things. Feel free to head to your app store right now and try Happy Things today. And take that great next step in increasing your happiness to live a fruitful life, my friends. And right as you sign up, you'll notice that they have a seven-day free trial, which is what we were so excited to share with you guys. And as soon as you guys get into the activities on the app, you have to let us know what you think. I just hope you guys are able to find them in your app store. That's Happy Things, anywhere you can download the app today and start that seven-day free trial. I, I Just like anything in life, I think it was something that we had to create. It was a term. I mean, it's a word. I think consciousness and every word obviously can be like a feeling and emotion and whatever. We can go down the grammar stuff later, but I think it was a way of us defining our existence at its simplest form because you said it at what point did 
any of us think that we had to have a word that defined whether or not we were awake, sleeping, or dead, or wow, driving without that. thought. That is really, I love that definition. Yeah, that's a good point. At what point did we realize that we were, that the quality of being aware was something inherently um, unique? That, right, and that I need- think that to, to everything we as humans have created for ourselves, uh, all of our problems and all of the great things, I mean, I tie consciousness now I mean, I I don't know. I want everyone else's thoughts too. Like as you're listening to this episode, I mean, Kevin and I, if you'll DM one of us or the Luminosity Health pod on IG, I mean, do you think consciousness and awareness are actually brother and sister? Because, mm-hmm. be, and I, I, I think I might've answered my own question here, but I said earlier, like awareness is, don't you have to be aware to know that you're conscious? And then don't you have to be a conscious to know that you're aware? So it's almost, I think they coexist. I think they're brother and sister. And that said, I mean, everything I do lately, I need to be extra aware of. And just like all of us, but don't, okay. You know, people are like, hey, um, manifestation, right? It's a big word these days. I don't think it's fluffy. I think it's great. Is it overused? Yeah, but so isn't everything. Manifesting certain things. For example, if I know that Kevin and I, uh, okay, take this podcast, for example. Great time to talk about the creation of it for two seconds. I look at Kevin, I go, I think we should do something. So I said, you know what? We're going to manifest a brand together, whether or not it was going to be a mental health brand. Wasn't really sure at the time, but we thought about every other option. And the way that we manifested it is that we were very intentional was a good word for it, but we were consciously aware of what we were trying to accomplish. And each meeting and each time, and if Kevin was having a bad day, I just knew it wasn't the, I was aware enough to not, to know that that wasn't a good day to do something. Or he saw that I was like, rushing out of our commercial with better help. And, you know, maybe I was like in a timestamp. So like, we were so aware as we were creating this brand that it has and will continue to turn into everything that we want it to be, but because we're so consciously aware, you know, or awarely conscious. I mean, that could be the title of this episode. Are you consciously aware or are you you awarely conscious? You know, are you, are you conscious about being aware or are you aware that you're conscious? That's a question for everyone listening. It's like an oxymoron kind yes. of. Like, kind of. Um, I mean, okay. I want to answer this question too. Like, And I love everything you just said. For me, I think consciousness is a pure, a more pure form of existence than the existence that we would think of as existence like when i think of existence i think oh, like, oh sure. i'm awake here's my house here's I've, i'm touching something or i'm you know going about my daily life here's the earth here's the universe this is the outside world is what it what consciousness is or or what existence looks like no 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 i'm challenging that and i'm saying that consciousness mm. such as thoughts or dreams or the unseen and the things that are happening in the human brain are more real than even the outside world because the outside world in essence is perishable in my mind like the human body will die one day any body any living creature will die one day that body is carbon and um you know nitrogen it's perishable or you know i i'm looking right now i've got i'm holding this mug listener i a cup of coffee this mug if i dropped it it can break. It's perishable, right? Like 
yeah. it, it, or I can crush it to an atomic size where it, it no longer exists except for the atoms that made up that mug. So it's almost mm -hmm. like everything in, in the outside world is perishable, but consciousness cannot be in a way created nor destroyed. I oh, don't wow. I don't know how it would you say the be, same yeah would but I also don't I don't think it disappears mm -hmm. I it so then it kind of goes to show like isn't it more of a state of being I would say emotion or feeling I can't really say that though it, I I would assume that consciousness is now it almost feels better to say that it's a state of being just like being in love or being angry. Those things are not perishable either. That's right. Yeah. I mean, and you can't really define love. Love isn't tangible. I can't. Correct. Grab it's it. a feeling. It's an it's emotion. It's a feeling. Right. And that is like the most real thing there is, right? Like that is the universal language of existence. And a lot of people would argue that's the reason for our existence. And even if you want to get into spirituality, that a lot of religions say that God is love, right? Um, so how how is that not more pure in terms of what the definition of existence is than something like, you know, a, a, a mug? Even though it's it's tangible, you know, it's in the outside world, it might, I can grab it, I can feel it, I can't do that with love. But somehow that's not as real as love. Mm -hmm. That's the the sort of the paradox of what I'm trying to get at here. It kind of yeah. I mean, listen, my brain now is going in a direction where like things are so we have so many materials that exist in this in this life on this planet. I mean, this pen and and this wallet. Uh, and how many times do you hear from people who are trying to find um, a healthy level of uh, their mental health journey, right, or a healthy journey of their mental health? that they're trying to completely exile like the things that they don't need the people that they don't need the places they don't care to go to anymore that you know and and i think that's healthy for us to to be mindful of right now you know that that this conscious feeling uh is just about the same as love or desire or um you know anything and and really i don't know what the basics are anymore i feel like we've kind of like tried to head on it, but there's only so many basics to life, aka you should really try to keep everything pretty simple uh, up until you know that you need certain things. Like Kevin and I have talked about this many times. We wear the same shirts. Um, we, I mean, I've worn the same glasses for the past two years. Like I don't need much. And I love when people say they don't need much because then it's just like you're, you're not going to fall into this trap of like extra noise or discomfort or, you know, a lot of this ties to the last episode too, which is ego you know, and the different things we've talked about with confidence. And I just don't think you can materialize things. You say perishable items. I'm just going to say materials. They're all the same thing. Like, I don't think you can live a life of material. It means you're like, you're not, if you're spending too much time shopping or, you know, driving this or, you know, talking about that next thing you're doing or whatever, if it's materialized, it's clearly you're not spending enough time or sorry, clearly you're putting that time towards those things as opposed to, your inner being, um, you know, and someone the other day goes, oh, your body's a temple. And I was like, oh gosh, are you telling me to stop drinking wine? Yeah, duh, you know, or at least be more conscious. Um, so let me ask you this. Being aware and maybe this is actually where the two separate. So consciousness itself, right? Do you feel like there are 
uh, should we be should we be conscious in like every act that we're doing or what are the parts of our lives like driving i guess such your example where we can have subconscious as you know the on button uh and where should we probably lean into being more conscious so that's a great question and the answer i have for you based on what i was able to find and and sort of read about from my understanding there is a separate part of the human ego that deals entirely with the things that you were just talking about, which is love, um, you know, morality, things like that, like perfection in a way. There's an you wouldn't believe it, but actually, this thing called the super ego, which Freud defines, um, strives for perfection, and we all know that realistically, perfection is unattainable, mm-hmm. and yet there is a inherent part of our human ego that is constantly striving for that unattainable perfection mm. because somehow i mean why would there why would that exist you know i mean sure or or you know that that part of the the ego is constantly dealing with the judgment of right or wrong i think wow. that's incredibly spiritual um but it says here i want to read a little bit about this uh read some stats about the superego the superego strives for morality and perfection and according to Freud, the superego begins to emerge at around age five. It holds the internalized moral standards and ideals that we acquire from our parents and society, i.e. our sense of right and wrong. The superego also provides guidelines for making judgments. So wow. to answer your question, I think in a way, the superego acts as a sort of unconscious part of our overall ego um, that is that autopilot that you were talking about that is constantly striving for right or yeah. good judgment or good decision-making or essentially perfection in every sense of the word. Um, so that part is always on a- autopilot from my understanding. Mm. And then maybe, maybe we have an opportunity to take control of it. I mean, as you're saying all of that, all I can think is how many people are stressed that they're not hitting their own perfection KPI, you know, or how many people are currently struggling today with the expectations of other people's perfectionism, right? The super ego that's coming from the outside world. So when you're so aware of yourself, you know, trying to hit that, you know, and be perfect as they say, and, or you're noticing that other people want that, uh, um, you know, quality of you or result of what you're doing with them and how, you know, that is so, unnecessary i promise you um i'm i'm in a in a position now of trimming fat kevin's in a position now of trimming fat what i mean by that is just you know we're trying to cut things out that don't have any value uh or 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 you know substance positive substance in our lives uh which is why we do this podcast i called kevin the other day i said listen i'm cutting a lot of things out in business and luminosity is the main focus and that's how i know we will be uh very happy with what we get to do and uh, saying that out loud, I felt so confident, felt good, uh, but I will not get us to a point where we are expecting way too much of each other or, you know, I think there's a healthy way of saying, listen, I think we have these goals we want, uh, but as a Japanese pessimist, uh, I always have a plan B, C, D, maybe some more. There's always got to be a backup plan um, and there should always be uh, different levels of 
expectations. I think that's a beautiful way people should uh, try to make sure that they don't lead themselves into burnout or, uh, you know, discouragement, disappointment. These are all very negative things, you know, and I, I think you can avoid them, you know, or try your best not to fall into these things by being so aware of that super ego that uh, Freud and then you brought up. Yeah. And you know what, Justin, that's a really good way to tie it back to our mental health, because a lot of this stuff sounds great unless you can put it into context. Right. That's right. Um, but I think the way to put it into context is being aware of something like the superego, where where if if people are aware that this part of the human ego exists, mm. that there is a part of you that is constantly striving to do the right thing and to make good judgment sure and and strive for perfection even though it's unattainable that if you can do things for your mental if you can do things like make great decisions or do something you're proud of because it was the right thing to do that's right or um or 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 be a moral human being that's right you know and lead your life with integrity that those things are going to feed your super ego. Sure. Not going to feed your ego. They're going to feed your super ego. Maybe subconsciously and, too. That's actually yeah, really and important. that is going to help your mental health. Absolutely. And we already know that makes sense. Like why why yeah. wouldn't doing the right thing help your mental health? Why right. wouldn't um, leading a life of integrity help your mental health? Well, now there's proof. I used to tell someone a long time ago. Um, I mean, it, I, I've told many of my friends this actually. It, as we're growing up as adults, there are a lot of distractions and a lot of, um, how do I say this? A lot of ways to get things accomplished in life. And sometimes we try to take shortcuts. Sometimes we try to do something that doesn't seem or feel right. Uh, and I always tie it back to a gold standard, which is a, <laughs> in a nutshell, um, always do the right thing with the right attitude with a positive attitude. I took it from someone I can't recall who I took it from, but that to me is the golden ticket to the healthiest um, and happiest life. A good example is, you know, I've, when I went out to LA, I mean, there's a lot of, um, what do you call these? Not distractions, but things in your life where you feel like they're kind of, I don't know, when people are partying around you and, um, uh, there's like negative things happening around you that can lead you to kind of do those things. I just can't think of the word. Influences? Like Correct. There's influences. a lot of negative influences out there. Yes. And uh, as we're trying to navigate our young adult and our adult lives, you know, those play a big part as to how we continue to make sure that we are good humans, to your point, making sure that you have integrity, people trust you, people like you for the right reasons. And, and you know, you feel that about yourself. And I just always say, nobody has the same handbook, right? Or playbook, whatever, uh, from their parents and their upbringing, but we all know what the right thing to do is. So when you see, um, you know, the person that was having a seizure and, and you know the right thing to do is to go up and see if they need help i mean that was my gut feeling and you should trust your gut on this in life like i saw the guy having a heart attack yesterday what was what is my first thought consciously i just i completely turned the car off i walked outside and then being like a more like 
I don't know, my emotional, my I, my EQ is pretty high. So I was like, all right, six people are already over there. This person's already calling 911. This, you know, so I was almost like it, it, in real time able to make sure that I was doing the right thing, which was to assist the situation. Uh, and that's just like one small example. But you think of all the bad things out there where you should be doing the right thing, you know, and if you... Um, uh, just just to end the tangent, I mean, if you find yourself in a situation where you know damn well, you know, you should do the right thing, you have an opportunity to do the right thing, do it with a positive attitude. And it's not about karma. I'm so tired of people thinking that just because you do something right or you, you know, work in silence or donate to a charity without telling people on Instagram that you're owed something. You are not. If anything, to your point, your super ego will be rewarded, which is amazing. But that's why we're talking about it right now. It's not about karma and 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 it goes the other way as well. Just, you know, if something someone does something bad to you, doesn't mean they are they they may never have something bad happen to them. You know, so it's not like it it shouldn't be a give and take, this whole idea, you know, of the super ego or being a good person. Uh, I, I really think it's a day-to-day act of what is your gut telling you, what's your heart telling you, act accordingly with a really good attitude. And you'll be fine. You'll at least you'll sleep good. I mean, I I can't remember the last time I've my parent and what is the, the thing too, treat people the way you've always wanted to be treated, uh, and don't lie, cheat, or steal. I mean, those are so flat out things we've been told as children, and they apply to our everyday lives as adults. And what do we see in today's world? People lying, cheating, and stealing, and then misbehaving in such weird ways because, again, distractions, negative influences, and I, you know, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole with Kevin today, but uh, traumas, you know, things like that, of course, like you know, upbringings, influences around their environment, sure. But in general, if you can be so simple and just remember. Don't lie, cheat, or steal. Be a good person. Do the right thing with a positive attitude. That's what I wanted to say on this podcast. I love that. Well said. And I love what you said, too. You just reiterated what we were talking about, which is your your parents told you don't lie, cheat, or steal. And it says right here again, I'll read again, the superego. Um, the superego holds the internalized moral standards and ideals that we acquire from our parents and society. So you you hit the nail on the head with that. I want to take the time to talk about, Justin, do you see on this third page of the outline, um, this little picture here that I included? Yeah, it looks like a merging iceberg in the water. <laughs> yeah, I want, to, I want to take the listener through the journey of what this picture is. So, listener, I want you to imagine the vastness of the ocean. Just imagine an open ocean. And everywhere you look, it's just water. However, there is a... A little tip of an iceberg. It, it's not small, but it's not huge. But it's it's a it's a little tip of an iceberg, maybe you know twenty feet high, and it's floating above the surface of the water. We all know that that iceberg is floating, not only from what we can see um, at the tip of the iceberg, but that there's more of the iceberg underneath the water, right? So, I listener, I want you to imagine that everything above the ocean, everything above the ocean's surface is your conscious mind. And everything below the ocean surface, the things you can't see underneath the water, including part of that iceberg, is your unconscious mind. So we have the tip of the iceberg that is floating above the water. Split that in half. Half of that is your ego, okay? And half of that tip is your superego. So there is a part of the superego 
that is present in the conscious mind that we are aware of, right? We know that it's important to have high morals and standards and strive for perfection and to do the right thing. So that's not to say the superego lies entirely underneath the surface in the unconscious mind. Part of the superego we are aware of consciously, just as we are aware of part of our ego, right? So imagine that part of the ego and part of the superego are underneath the water. There are parts of the ego that are in the unconscious mind, as well as the majority of the superego, which is in the unconscious mind. And then imagine the bottom tip underneath the surface of that floating iceberg, the very bottom that's maybe 30 feet under the water. Somewhere down there, you have your id. And, and chop a little piece of that iceberg, that's your id underneath the water. Your id is entirely unconscious. You have no idea that it even exists if it weren't for this term, right? Um, that is to say, that part of the human personality functions entirely in our unconscious mind. So listener, I hope that gives you an idea of just how much of your ego you are actually aware of. Oh, and let me say the ego and the id together form the superego. But uh, so I'll rephrase that. Let me um, encourage you, listener, to think about how much of your superego that you are actually aware of, which is not a lot. According to this image here that we're looking at, the majority of that iceberg is underneath the surface. I would say a solid 80%. So only 20% of that little sliver of ego and superego above the surface is part of our conscious mind. I mean, what does that say about how much of our own identities and ego and um, personalities that we are just not aware of, but are still there inherently? So I just, I wanted to take listeners through that, Justin. Thanks for humoring me. And that was just the tip of the iceberg. Uh -huh. you know, I'm nice. staring at this thing with you and I wish there was a way on a podcast. I mean, maybe we'll share on social. I think it'd be interesting to put this stuff up as we're talking about the episode. Maybe Kevin. And yeah. I maybe we put an picture. episode on our social media page. I think it'd be great because I mean, it's so true. And it, in it, as we're talking about awareness, awareness really you know there's something that's telling me to say this about how in society we try to you know move and shake around and everybody's trying to be a good person to to what you were saying earlier and i i get it everyone's trying to find community and connection like the point of a big a big part of this podcast as well is to just drive awareness around everything we've been discussing thus far but now that we're talking about actual awareness another challenge folks listening just see how aware you can be. It might be tough because what you're going to find out is we've all got a lot of shit to uncover and we have things that we do day to day that we're not happy about. You know, we have things that we're going to notice in our partners and our friends that we don't really care about anymore. You know what I mean? But try to challenge yourself to be so aware, uh, consciously aware, I guess, that you're starting to notice things. Then write those things that you're noticing down anywhere and just start challenging yourself. Then step two, uh, to tackle them head on. I don't know what that is. I mean, even today, actually the past three days, candidly speaking, um, mentally, I don't know what was happening. It was either brain fog or um, I think I was almost living like an uh, uh, an optimistic lie for for a couple weeks just in my head about how good I felt to move from LA to New York, knowing I can't stand New York. <laughs> um, 
And there's just for many reasons, right? And my gut says that, my heart says that. I don't care about this area. Um, and so I was kind of lying to myself. Think about it. I said, don't cheat, lie, cheat, or steal. And when you do lie to yourself subconsciously and co- cover things up, I had to take such a, a moment today for like five hours, to be honest with you. I went to the gym, walked around, stayed to myself, didn't talk to anybody. And I was trying to find out which, like, you know, using my awareness to just think about uh, what's actually been happening. Am I exhausted because I'm really exhausted or am I exhausted because I'm mentally driving myself through the roof? And it was the second. So this podcast, I mean, I think it's changing my life and Kevin's too, but hopefully if you're listening right now, I mean, when you're aware and you can do something about that awareness, I mean, you are going to be living your life. I really believe that. Um, ever, because like, once you see that you, you don't like something anymore, that something's going really well, or that you're covering things up or you're lying to your spouse about something like you just, you got to tackle it. That's part of life. That's what makes it interesting. I would say challenging. I think life is interesting. Um, when you are so aware of what's happening around you and you could do something about it. I love that. I love that idea of what you just said to challenge the listener, how aware they can be. It made me think. Um, so as a kid, my parents always told me I used to love to ask the question why. I was always very inquisitive as a kid. And so, you know, I I would just as an example, let's say they're making a cup of coffee. I'd say, why are you making coffee? And and they say, because because we, you know, want caffeine because we're tired. And I say, why are you tired? They say, because we didn't sleep well last night. I go, why didn't you sleep well last night? They say, because I would toss and turn. Why did you toss and turn? It's like a rabbit hole of the question why. I call it the why game. And uh, it actually has the potential to be beneficial, I think, in mental health, um, especially in terms of awareness, which is, listener, my homework for you on this episode, which I think you can do right now, is ask yourself, how are you feeling in this moment? And I don't know how you're feeling, listener, um, but I'm just going to use an example. Uh, let's say that there is, uh, let's say that I just went through a breakup, right? And I'm, I'm feeling sad about it. Oh man, you know, that sucks. Well, um, how am I feeling? I'm feeling sad. Why am I feeling sad? Because I just went through a breakup. Why did I go through a breakup? Because we were different people. Why were we different people? Because I wanted uh, to live in Austin, Texas, and she wanted to live in uh, Seattle. Well, why did I want to live in Austin, Texas? Because that's the best thing for my social life, and I'll be happier. Well, why is that the best thing for my social life, and I'll be happier? So it goes on and on to the point that you're. I think you're actually getting more into your subconscious mind yes. that you can uncover stuff that is really deep-rooted about yeah. your, self through your own awareness and just hearing it out loud um, about your inner feelings about a situation or a predicament. But I, I thought that would be a cool little homework assignment is, is if listener wanted We're to giving everyone all the challenges and homework. That's what this podcast is really about. No, I, I love that. And, and take this show for what it is, folks. And I think that even just us explaining what Kevin just did or what I just did about certain things really will if anything, that might heighten your awareness, which we're grateful that it could do that, you know, but um, yeah, you could be a why therapist, you know, a, a book, uh, called <laughs> Start With, you know, a, a book that I tried to read. I'm going to I'm never going to lie about this. I hate reading. I don't read. I probably won't ever like reading. I don't. 
It's just not. I, my thing. I I I don't hate reading if it's nonfiction. I like yeah. nonfiction. I cannot read fiction. See, I don't have the attention. So it's it's it. it's a choice, and you know that, so you're aware. But I was gonna bring up a book. It's called Start with Why, and. I used to, and this is again, be just being candid. I used to like buy books and pretend to read them. Not like in public. I would just be like, mom, I want this book so that I can like pretend I was reading it, I guess. And <laughs> I tried that with start with why years ago. I never read it. I love Simon Sinek. I love everything he's about, but um, I'm almost certain that that book has that. So if you're listening no right way. now. And, Does it yeah, really? It's called start I with was why. Just- Wow, I was literally just going from my own experience. But as you ask a lot of why questions, I'm sure that's exactly what Simon does. And I have no doubt yeah. that consciousness and awareness are in that book somewhere. So if you want to pick it up, feel free. Oh, I'm going to pick it up for sure. You see, exactly. So I just, I think there's the connection there, like the question why. Okay, so in business, anytime I'm working with people and they're like, I have a great idea. I don't say, why do you have a great idea? I would never spike someone's creativity or like bash it. But they're like, I have a great idea. And then they'll give me the idea. And then I go, why do you want to do that? Or why do you think this is going to solve America's hunger problems? It's not, in my opinion. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Like, prove me wrong. But I like challenging people with the word why. Not to say you were doing that as a kid. I do it today as a challenge, a healthy challenge, uh, even to myself. You know, why uh, someone, I'm trying to think of a good example recently, uh, yesterday. Um, gosh, I do so many things subconsciously now that I think about it. I think all of us do. I mean, we're living in subconscious, like you had said, 80% of the time probably or unconscious at that. But I was at a dinner, some friends wanted to go out after, and this was the wrong usage of why, but I was like, um, hey, I'm leaving. Like, I'm just going to go to the house. I didn't need to explain myself that I was tired. I just couldn't really handle myself out in social settings last night. And they go, wait, why? Why are you going home so early? And I love them. I just didn't give them an answer. I was like, bye. (laughs) But it's just a weird usage of why, you know what I mean? Because I think a good, that's a bad one. But then a good usage of why is, you know, why are we doing a mental health podcast? Why do you need a dog? Uh, why do I work out every morning of every week? You know why? Because, oh, you know why? Yeah. (laughs) There it is. No, but it's because I think by answering the question of why, we're we're allowing ourselves the opportunity to to, uh, solve problems of, of, solve problems through reason, logic, and sensibility, which perfectly said would do nothing but help one's mental health i'll say this too Uh, i love that that's exactly why i think we do the why that's why we do the why the ones listening that are having trouble with um i mean all of us are guilty for this but you know if you're having trouble really finding the time or making the time really like we create our own time i think we realize that as humans if you're having trouble um, creating the time to practice this awareness, right? Uh, to practice your awareness. Uh, I would I would really encourage you to start with your morning times uh, and your evening times. Don't worry too much about doing this during the day, but if you're waking up, wake up an hour earlier uh, and find environments in which you feel like you can be so still and just go through your, you know, if, if it's a meditation practice, amazing. If it's a pondering walk, go for it. 
but uh, give yourself some space to breathe and and challenge your awareness. And then it gets easier as you go because something that's overwhelming is you can't be so aware in real time. You'll get overwhelmed mentally. You know, like, oh, this is happening. I should act this way. Or, oh, maybe I can't make that decision because I have to think about it this way. Or you're going to go insane. But I think if you slowly start practicing your levels of awareness, you know, unconscious, subconscious, and conscious behavior patterns, you know, like I'd mentioned the example at the gym, I want to be more aware at the gym of what I'm actually doing, I think I'll see better results. Whereas before I was just going in there, running on a treadmill, lifting some weights, stretching, foam rolling and getting out. And that doesn't serve me anymore. You know, so my level of awareness will now change my, uh, the way that I work out. It's one thing, but it's hopefully going to change the results, which, you know what I mean? That's just an example. But I, I think that like small little pockets in your life, like little areas just start, you know. Yeah. You're such a gym junkie, bro. <laughs> I try. I know we've mentioned this before, but Justin goes to the gym like every day, all the time. And I go to the gym literally never. <laughs> and he has a better body than me. Here's what happens. Hey, come on. Jim, before we wrap up, the not this not just the gym, because sometimes gyms are very distracting and I still have a lot of ADHD issues. So it's the it's just the art of working out, right? The art of uh, activity yes. um, doesn't matter time of day doesn't you know and people talk about this all the time it's why people are so passionate about health and wellness but um, I've noticed how no matter the day no matter when I'm working out typically in the mornings I just need it I've gotten in such a habit of needing to like release endorphins. Oh, something we should talk about very soon is the happiness um, hormones which I, Ooh, we yeah, could do a whole episode on I that. I think we should really do an episode and, on, yeah. Uh, you know, it's serotonin, uh, endorphin, dopamine, dopamine, and one more. Yeah. Uh, I wrote Hopefully it down. But anyway, so the happiness hormones, I strive for those every day uh, because as I'm looking this up on my notes on my MacBook as we speak. Wow, that's uh, such a good idea, though. It's just happiness hormones. You ready? Dopamine, which is the motivation hormone for productivity from taking any sort of action. So I can get dopamine from, you know, knocking a proposal off my list. Uh, Kevin can get dopamine from, you know, walking the dog, taking it off his list. Oxytocin, uh, the connection love hormone. The cuddle hormone. Yes. Uh, connection hormone for community from bonding with others or yourself obsessed with it and then serotonin which is the mindfulness hormone from grounding and balance from slowing down which i believe in that wholeheartedly and i think it's the most powerful of the four then you have endorphins which is kind of the quick release from physical activity um but it's the it's the physical pain hormone you know that you're high on life after you know sprint and hit your performance or whatever you're doing with physical activity is there such thing as like a, uh, I mean, there's the happiness hormones. Is there such thing as like a happiness enzyme? Like the stuff that's in your body? <laughs> yeah, or just like, oh, right, because right. there's dopamine and, and, and serotonin and stuff. But is there such you know, thing we should, as like, we are, how about this? You're right. We we should do an entire We should, and I that. think that'll be a guested episode. I, I really, uh, we've met some folks from forcing. Let's get an expert. On, and an expert, yeah. There's got to be. Dr. Amen would be amazing. But anyway, so I just wanted to bring that up because I think that like happiness is just an incredible thing and fulfillment is amazing. And if you know that these four things exist, there you go. But I get the nice. endorphins from physical activity and I just like to start my day with it is all. I love it. Well, I feel like we have given the listener plenty to ponder about. 
as they dive into the the ocean of their superego and their id. You guys, we love you and we just appreciate you listening and and you know it's such a good time for Justin and I to do these episodes and I don't know, I always feel like I have so much to say and the opportunity to say it and it be heard by you guys is so great and so I'm thankful. Um I know Justin is too. So this was our episode on self-awareness. Next week, we are hitting the Myers-Briggs personality types, which was the episode <laughs> that I was most excited about uh, when we finally got the chance to hit it. So you're not going to want to miss that. It's going to be great. I've already taken my personality test on the 16 Personalities website. And surprisingly, I got the same personality type that I tested for three years ago when I last took it. Um, so I know that it's it's correct. Um, but it's it's very interesting uh the results to say the least so uh justin i and i, I have to take test. mine because i my mom used to tell me and she's so funny i brought my mom up on the podcast last time and i she heard it and she goes you gotta stop telling people that i said certain things and i was like but you did another thing my mom used to say was that i have a lot of personalities which we should talk about next episode not just me but all of us humans like do we that's a great question that we'll answer like do we have multiple personalities and if so is that a good or bad thing you know because as we take these tests myers-briggs it's 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 almost unlocking parts of our personality where it's like oh my gosh am i just a hybrid person or do i have like 10 parts of me that are all like coexisting you know so cool i'm really excited for it i can't wait yeah i'm excited if you loved this episode, uh, we would love if you leave a rating and review. Uh, we'd be crazy to not mention that. Uh, we're also on Instagram. It's a Luminosity Health Pod, uh, in which we'll be getting back up with a bunch of content and things that are happening around our worlds. Uh, we made a big announcement last week, which was essentially that we're going to take this show on the road, uh, which is really exciting. We'll hit college campuses for a while and uh, hopefully motivate people live in person uh, to a college campus near you. So we'll let you guys know as soon as those details are uh, available. But for now, we are just so glad you clicked play. Uh, this episode, as Kevin had mentioned, was on self-awareness. Uh, and we'll come back to you guys with personality types next week. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks, guys. <laughs>